So I get emails and phone calls about my student loans, Kim, but I don't have student loans. <laughs> well, then hang on. <laughs> so thankfully, today's subject doesn't affect me. So we're good. It's fine. We don't need to worry about it. No. Oh, so congratulations. I this subject directly affects me, but as, right. as long as it doesn't it's affect fine. you, we'll move it on. Doesn't. Yep. Doesn't affect me. It doesn't exist. Welcome to the GOP. So student loan for debt forgiveness, student loan forgiveness uh, is a subject that's that's up and running currently. Um, no matter what time you're listening to this podcast, it's probably part of the conversation because it has mm -hmm. been for a couple of years mm -hmm. and it just keeps getting kicked down the road like a sad little can. I mean, true, literally just like extension, extension, extension. Yeah. So tell me uh, if you're ready to jump into this. Uh, I big time, big time. All right, let's roll that beautiful bean footage. Wait, music. I mean, so welcome back to my America. Uh, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Dan. Hi, welcome. Hi, and you're, welcome. You're you're Jim. Jim no, no, I'm my Cam? name is Kim. Kim, I'm right. the host of this show. Um, okay. I'll be taking Thank over you, from here. Fantastic. And I want to apologize to all of our listeners for. Any other voice they heard prior to mine coming in here. That's fair. So <laughs> student loan forgiveness. Uh, yeah. Let's 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 talk about this. Why? Why do we need to just have free college? Um, first of all, because God forbid we should, you know, not charge people as much as possible for just wanting to do some learning. Yeah. So who pays for it? Well, we don't. We what we have proven is that uh, we don't need this student debt, this one point seven trillion dollars that's outstanding in student loan debt right now. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need it. So hang on. Are we talk? What are we talking about today? Know. Are we talking about student loan debt? or Are we talking about free college student because, loan debt? But, okay. but like my my little mind starts with and I'm and I'm not like angry feisty, just so we're clear, but I'm just feeling a little feisty. Uh, so my mind goes right away to, okay, yeah, we want to forgive student loans, but that basically means free college to everybody who's already taken it and who's paying for that. Like these, these businesses, let's first of all, be clear. Secondary education is a business. Sure. Yeah, of course. Right? Hi or higher, higher ed, higher ed is a business. Of they course. can call themselves nonprofits, I suppose, but it's a fucking business. Um, so they've laid out this cost and now they're supposed asking for repayment of that cost because that's just how the system works. So now we're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to forgive that, that loan debt. What does that mean? Really? I don't know if I even understand. But it means that we're just wiping, wiping it away. Okay. I mean, I realize money's a construct by humans, but yeah, <laughs> but like it's, but it's Which, money, right? I mean, sure. But these, remember that we started forgiving, like we hit pause on student loan debt in like May of 2020. Mm -hmm. Now we're in January of 2022. So these companies and the government, the go these government loans, which is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about government loans. We're not talking about private loans. We're talking about government loans. Okay. The government has not had any money being paid towards their, their loan for over, you know, a year and a half and change or whatever that math is. <laughs> My degree isn't in math, <laughs> but, but it includes um, counting. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So we haven't given the government any money towards paying back this debt in over about a year and a half. And that's been fine. The government has not collapsed. The economy has not collapsed. People, we hit pause on this debt because we were in the middle of what we thought was going to be a pandemic, a pandemic for like a couple of weeks. So we were like, oh, if we're only going to be on for a couple of weeks and nobody needs to worry about this debt. And now it's continuing to go forward and forward. And part of the reason that gets continues to get expanded is one, because we're still in this pandemic. We have not financially recovered from this pandemic. And also it's not hurting anything. I have student loan debt. I not having that three hundred dollars I have to pay every month is like a gift. Yeah, a gift. And I get to put that money back into the economy. And high and higher rent, because that's how all this works too. Anyway, <laughs> higher capitalism, rent, capitalism. Well, higher you, rent. I mean, I don't know. Has your rent gone up this year? No. Oh, okay, good. I, that's only because my landlord is great. Okay, good. Um, so you get to put that money back into the economy, yeah. which actually helps the economy yep. rather than the government. So, so it really is about government loans, mm-hmm. and they could just say, yeah, you know what, we 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 as the government gave you the money, which gave it then to the universities and colleges and schools. And so the government is owed the money and they could just say, never mind, because they make up money to begin with. A hundred percent. Okay. That is literally what can happen. So this was originally in the Build Back Better bill or what a lot of very serious news journalists call the trip B. Um, you gotta listen to all my podcasts to be able to get that joke um, but it was originally in in the trippy but the reason that it's not is because um joey manchin has a houseboat right so joe manchin decided this one <laughs> senator decided he didn't want to think about this so it was cut from the the build back better bill but it can be erased with just a presidential signature this is something that that an executive order can do. And if I were to guess, I would say an executive order will do when we get closer to the primaries, because mm-hmm. I think it's fine that we p- play political games with outstanding amount of debt mm-hmm. that people could instead use to do things like buy homes. Mm-hmm. It does make sense if we if you can free up a huge chunk of money, you can actually buy a home. Instead of renting, or you can rent your home and it's still your home and you're still giving to the economy. Like you can, you can do your thing. Cause I don't, cause I just, I don't want to go back for a second here. When you say you can buy a home, that's great. Those who can buy homes. Awesome. But there are those who don't want to, sure, those yeah. who, who can't. And that doesn't make you any less of, of an American in the American dream. I, well, I used to work for a mortgage company and I got tired of that. What's the American dream? Well, not for everybody. There was a time when I just wanted a condo where I sort of owned it, but not really. And people just took care of my yard work. Cause guess what? It's part of the condo fees. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't, you know, so, so anyway, so I just, in the last few years, I've kind of come to realize that too, but whole different discussion. So I think student- I say own a home because like, not that my erasing my student debt would be able to afford me a home in Los Angeles, live, right? but like, you know, if I didn't have to have that hanging over my head, there's a lot that I could do. But I rent an apartment. I don't feel like, um, you know, society tells me I'm less of an American because I rent instead of own. That's a fact. Right. Yeah. But also, oh, it's yeah. not true. And I, you know, you can put that money towards anything. You're right. It's not just about owning a home. It's about, you know, going on a trip. If you want to go on a trip, it's about, um, you know, buying kids 
your buying your kids clothes, buying your pets food, but you know, all these things that this money can go yeah. towards happier um, life. We talked about last week, not a livable wage, a thrivable wage. That is a part of it. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said a minute ago. Um, you said the two words, uh, one's a contraction, but you said you are right. I want to revisit that. I'm not interested in, a I lot. was talking, so, I was talking about somebody else. Oh, okay. The uh, third person on this. <laughs> so I like that I brought into the fact that I get these phone calls and emails about student loan. Yeah. What the heck? I, 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 right. It's almost like the extended car warranty phone calls. Like there are scammers out there taking full advantage of this serious thing of like student loan debt yeah. because it's huge. Um, and, and I don't like, you know, I think we've talked in the past about, you know, free college, which is a different discussion from student loan forgiveness, yeah. but it's all kind of wrapped up into the same thing. If we didn't have to pay for higher education, we wouldn't have these student loans and we could continue to make ourselves better and contribute more to the world around us in whatever way that is, whether that's through art and music or through engineering and inventing it, like whatever. Yeah. But the, but the fact that so many is, um, Westernized countries, so many of the quote modern world, that's all that's part of what they pay for as contributing citizens. Mm-hmm. It's continuing education. Yeah. And and so like it just it blows my mind that we trillions of dollars in student debt that the government's like, ah, eh, we're just gonna keep hanging out of these notes. Yeah. One point seven just, trillion dollars. They could yeah. just so here's a couple figures for you. If Congress, so $10,000, there's $10,000 and $50,000. These are the two conversations. $50,000 is what Elizabeth Warren and Senator Schumer are proposing. Um, they At $50,000, 93% of student loan borrowers borrowers um, would have their student loans canceled. $10,000, which is what Biden wants to do, 15.3 million people would have all their student loan and what is that in percentage? You said like, I don't know. This is just, these are the figures I have. Unfortunately, have. one of them says counts people and one of them counts percentage. Yeah. It is different. Like it. So it's hard to, you know, unfortunately yeah. that is the information. <laughs> it's yeah, not yeah. great. Well, but, and, that's, and see therein lies part of the problem too, as far as like the, this, this conversation, these huge numbers are thrown around. We don't really understand $1.7 trillion. I know Bezos and Musk do, but no, none of us do. Um, you talk about percentages of, of uh, versus n- number of people like we it's just so confusing at times. And and then on top of that, I hear the discussion of, well, why should your debt be forgiven when I had to pay mine? I should get money. Oh, my God. Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be a pie? It's not again, like we talked about with voting rights or just human rights, civil rights. It's not an, a finite pie. Really? I mean, it, I, I mean, money is finite, sort of, but it's not. I cannot with anybody who thinks that just because it was something for them, it has to be that way for everybody else. I congratulations, you paid off your student debt. I don't know what to tell you. You did it. I'm proud of you. Good job. Here's here's your your congratulate your congratulations. I what what am I supposed to do about that? Like that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything for me. You paid off your student debt. It was a different time. I might not have to pay off my student debt. Bare minimum, I just haven't had to pay it for a while. That doesn't mean anything. My having to pay student debt doesn't have anything to do with you. You're paying off your student debt having been paid off already. It doesn't have anything to do with me. These are separate things. 
Just because it was hard for you. I didn't have to wear seatbelts. I don't give a shit. Like, I wear seatbelts now. Who cares? <laughs> oh, my God. Time is different. Progress, progression of time and progression of society is a yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of feels like, and, and, I, and I wish, so here's something. This is not student loan debt, but this is in a similar vein, I feel like anyway, in my little head. When we were getting stimulus checks during pandemic, hardcore pandemic time, because we're still in it, by the way. But anyway. Um, and it's actually worse now than it was then because of deaths, but whatever. No, now but it's just kind of like, we're so fine. We're fine. <laughs> but you know, my, my wife and I talked about, you know, our family, we weren't in a position where we had to have it, right? We could, we both were still working. Thankfully, we got to work from home and I had to take time off. Our kids were able to school from home and we we're extremely fortunate when so many others aren't, I get that. And so we were talking about it and like, well, what do we do with this money? We don't necessarily need it. Like it's always helpful. We're middle-class. It is not exactly paycheck to paycheck, but like we can use the help, but also we don't really need it. And so we looked at our annual budget and, and we, we do some giving because of just who we are. And, um, and we just increased our giving, like, we're going to give this to others who could use it. We're going to put it into the economy because that's what we need to be able to do to stimulate stuff. Like we went out to, we ordered dinner out more often and gave bigger tips because we knew those folks could could use it so we were doing those kinds of things and i feel like it's a similar thing of like look i i am fortunate to not have that crippling student debt or even just a little bit of student debt my wife did for a while we were able to pay it off even when the pause was on we're like well we can still afford this let's just keep paying this off and then we're out from under it whether it ever comes around or not um and i don't feel like i'm out anything if your student loan gets forgiven fine what I'm with you. I don't understand. Because you're not out anything. I didn't take the money from you. Right. And I yeah. got I got through my struggles. That doesn't mean that you have to go through the same struggles. I want yeah. others to have better than what I had. So that like we're all just better. I don't know. I, I guess I don't I don't know what that is. Not being I selfish. I mean the world like, not revolving around you. Yes. But I've also heard good people say those statements. And when I question them. Like it just, I just don't understand it. And I don't get to that point of, I don't understand it. And, and not like, I'm not judging them with a capital J I'm judging with a small J like really no empathy for others. Really? Yeah. But also like, I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it irritates me. It does. I'm with you. It irritates me. You can be a good person and not perfect. Oh yeah. hundred percent. People are messy. I heard that on a podcast this morning when I was walking for my daily walks this year. Oh, people congratulations. Are messy. And actually she said, I'm messy. He's like, I'm a messy person. You can be a good person, not be perfect. That's a good reminder. Thank you. Mm -hmm. But I just don't understand it. I don't understand. Well, I had to do it. So you have to, too. If, because if it's you, jealousy. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes off as, right? A je jealousy and a lack of empathy. And yeah. And, and that's like one of the things I push back on that is, okay, but why are we all fighting over the penny? Like, why are we all fighting over pennies when we could actually fight over, over the dollars to those who are holding them all? And we could dis distribute a little bit more rather than fighting over the pennies and dimes. Come on. Because if a system is created with foundation of making people believe that you are better than other people for something as simple as race and gender, then don't you think that that same system would think if we can trick people into fighting amongst themselves for pennies 
They will not look at us for dollars. Yes. I absolutely do think of that. And when I bring that up to people, sometimes the light goes off in their eyes and they're like, oh, I'm like, and that's progressive. That right there is progressive. Like, <laughs> yeah, we need to progress together. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because sometimes you'll hear that argument, you know, against student loan forgiveness, but then that, uh, that, that same person might say something about how teachers deserve to get paid more. Like, yes, they do. Sure. Yeah. Or, no one's saying they don't or they right. shouldn't. Or like, like, yeah, there should be a little bit of a safety net, but like, you have to work for it. Like, wait, wait, what? So there's so many different little nuances on how the government is there for us to protect us from threats. Okay. That's one thing. Also to help us with things like infrastructure seems, seems logical. Um, mm -hmm. And infrastructure is not just roads or electric infrastructure is other things. That's why I like mm -hmm. this build back better bill because it talks about things like childcare because so why don't you go move to West Virginia then? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause like, let's face it. I mean, most of us in societies end up in families sometimes with kids. Although I saw a thing recently about how 55% of Americans adults who don't have kids are now saying, I just don't want kids. Wow. All right. Interesting. Because I don't think that's a thing that people talked about before necessarily. Not necessarily. And, and that's it. great. It, that, that is great. But then there are, there's also a percentage of people that do want kids, but in this country can't afford it. And well, that yeah. is why we have the problem that we have right now, which is for the first time ever, our population, our young population didn't grow. Yep. Yep. Uh -oh. Good way. Good way to bring it back. Thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. And because of all that, like the student loan debt continues to climb because families can't afford to send their kids to college like they used to be able to. Mm -hmm. You could send a kid to college on a middle class income because college wasn't so astronomically expensive and and you didn't have to take out huge loans and now you just have to in order just yeah. to survive and then take 20 years to pay them back and you're never out of that lower middle class is what it feels like now some people are but like yeah i just i don't know and there so are I think senior citizens in this country who are paying down their student loans with their social security checks. That is wild. I haven't heard, I haven't seen those stories. Seriously. And wow. there are 101 people in this country at last count that owe a million dollars in student loan debts. Now that is like, why, why, <laughs> where did you go to school? How many loans did you take out? That seems a little, but 101 people. Yeah. And I feel like too, part of this discussion is, I saw this in a, in a, a thought somewhere. I, I read it in an article or I saw it somewhere. I, don't, I can't reference this, but the person said, look, when I went to get my student loan, I wish someone would have, would have just told me, you don't need to take it all. Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's, there seems to be a perception of very little counseling and advice when it comes to this, because they're just like, yeah, take all the money. It's fine. It's a government loan. Just take it all. Yeah. And then like they go use it for, college credits and for maybe some living expenses and for books, but then also they go and spend it on parties. Cause guess what? They're 18, 19, 20 years old with no frontal lobe completely developed yet and not making great decisions and nobody helped them. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Yeah. Right? Nobody is helping. They're giving these, that's part of the reason that we need to take a serious look at these loans is that we are, and, and the way that they are distributed in the future. If we're going to charge for college in the future, it's like, we're telling 18 year olds, Hey, here's like so much money. 
Right. And the way in which you will need to pay it back is ambiguous at best. Yep. Spend whatever you want on whatever you want. That's yep. what we're telling these kids. Here's 30 grand. Kids. Yep. yep. And yep. kids like to drink or do other dumb stuff, buy Nintendos and get tattoos. That was from Dave Grohl's book on his first check from Nirvana. Anyway, um, that's we make way dumb- different though than a loan. <laughs> I, know, I know, but we make really dumb decisions, right? We take that money sure, and we yeah, go, of course. you know what? I can do that. I can, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Like, hold on. And certainly yeah. there's parenting failures there. Yes. Parents need to be teaching their kids better. Probably. Yeah. That's true too. Okay. But what I would posit back to you is one that assumes that this student going to college has parents that one, know enough about finances that they, sure. that those parents were taught finances sure that they have the relationship with the parents to talk to their parents about college that their parents have time to look up and deal with these loans with them yeah i mean that's that yes. assumes the, a lot that they that you know have parents that want to work with them on this yep and everybody if you don't have that you shouldn't be punished for it yep everybody has an individual story you're right i think i can i think i also want to make some generalizations and say things like, but we need to be better parents too. I mean, that's just, I think a thing, like there are plenty of parents who aren't teaching their kids these things. And then they just go, and then then society, we all blame schools for not teaching somebody how to balance a checkbook. Hold on. Should schools teach that as a life skill? Probably, but also can parents be better parents and and we can hold parents accountable somehow? Like not necessarily by government laws. (laughs) You didn't teach your kid how to tie their shoes. You're in jail. Like, no. But I think that there needs to be a discussion had here too of, I think there are parents out there in the world, and, I, and I'm thinking of very specific like demographic of parents who just like send their kids out into the world with zero life skills and expect the world to just take care of them. Okay. I think you and I would probably picture the same demographic of people who are doing that because yeah. we're on the same side of things progressively. Yeah. But yes, there are absolutely probably a million stories of people who don't have that. They come from maybe a single parent household, a single mom or a single dad. They have mm-hmm. parents who barely squeaked by because they weren't taught. And now we're trying to break that chain. And, mm-hmm. and while they're trying to break those, those chains, the system is going, but here's, you don't know, it's fine. It's fine. Here's mm-hmm. some more money and here's no skills and good luck. So the system also needs to be changed. I think acknowledging both of those, I think is important in this, in this, in these conversations, because both things can be true. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, because the system is taking full advantage of those who don't have those resources. And that's not okay. I am not okay with that. I'm glad that I'm teaching my children, that my wife and I are, are running our family that way. We're teaching them things like empathy and giving. Like, we don't make good money from our companies just to spend it on frivolous garbage and then look at our neighbor and say, good luck. You don't have groceries this week. Too bad. Like, no, we, we are teaching this, this way of life. I think that is at least going to help make the world a little bit of a better place while I'm also wanting to fix these systems because there are families who don't have that. There are people who don't have that kind of a family and we need to help. Whew, that was a good little soapbox moment. Yeah. yeah it must be sorry. nice. <laughs> must be nice to have no student loan debt so you can just afford to give to charity and be of service. And- yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that and that's the thing. Like, I want to be able to give it to others. I want to be able to have you not have that student loan debt because, again, the government just is like, it's fine. Yeah, we'll take we'll take your money, but we don't really need it. But it, but you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
it's just absurd. And it's frustrating to genuinely believe that because one senator decided he wasn't comfortable with this, it got cut completely. And now it could get signed off just with a signature taken away forever. But it continues to get kicked down the line, kicked down the line. And then I genuinely believe we're going to see this happen before the midterms. So now you're going to play political games. That's what our people do, don't they? Our politicians love to play their games on both sides of the political spectrum. And it's bullshit. It's frustrating. I, yeah, it's frustrating. What I, what I like is when when you say that, and I see the frustration in your, in your face and hearing your voice, I know that your frustration isn't just with like the opposite party. The opposite party isn't your enemy in this particular case. Your frustration is with your own party playing these games and you're willing to call them out on that. And so is the party. I, when it was announced that we weren't going to have to pay our student loan debts back in January, as we previously thought we would, um, they, that that's great and all, but like a lot of house reps and senators said, okay, now do it forever because you can. Elizabeth Warren has not stopped fighting for this. Yeah. And the first thing I'm going to do when I get all my student loan canceled is I probably buy something stupid. The second thing I'm going to do is donate a little bit of money to her. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I guess that's, I guess that's part of what I was talking about earlier too, is how fortunate we are to be able to give is that to me, that kind of goes back to the idea of, well, why should your student loan debt be forgiven when, when others have had to pay theirs back? Like, you know what? My charitable heart says, good, do it because that's going to make the world a better place. Right. Instead of giving the government more money, which already has a whole lot of money and, and more, give it to the people and let us do with it the things that we want to be able to do. Whether that's buy something silly or give it to a political cause or give it to a homeless shelter or a domestic abuse services. Or buy something shelter, that you need. Something. Or, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> fix your yeah. car. Before buy we get to that, clothes, right? You know, whatever. Like, right. You know, buy a new basic car needs. because your car is, yeah, basic need. It doesn't matter. Like, we're not in charge of what you do with your money. As long as you're not doing something illegal, we're not in charge of what you do with your money. But we've, the government has shown that they does they do not need this money back. They haven't had it for a year and a half. They've done just fine. They've spent money on frivolous shit for a year and a half. We're all doing just fine because we got $1,200 once and $600 a different time. And we're all doing financially. I mean, truly, I'm just like Donald Duck or Scrooge McDuck swimming, diving into my stimulus checks. Yes. Thank God for yes. those. Yes. The government does not need this money. It's fine. Yep. It is also an issue of race. The Brookings Institute, which I love and is excellent, has estimated that on average, black college graduates owe 52726 in student debt, while white college graduates Oh, closer to $28,006. Wow. That's a significant difference. And by the way, that's graduates. People that owe less than $10,000 in student debt are more likely to actually default on their loans because often if you owe less than $10,000, it's somebody who went to community college and then something happened and they couldn't finish. So they didn't not they have the debt, but not the degree. And I realize in this country that the degree counts for less and less when it comes to average earned income, but it still counts for something. So now we've saddled somebody with the debt, 
but not the degree, which means they have a lower wage. Yeah. So it's easier to default <laughs> or default. Default. That was a weird pronunciation. Default. Well, you know, it's like Detroit. Depends on where you're from. D-Town, D-Town. Um, that's where, when you're in downtown Detroit. That's how people always say, ah, oh, D-Town, D-Town. That's not how they said it all. I know. So it's, man, how, this is going to sound, this is a really dumb question. And I already know it's going to sound really dumb. Maybe it's more rhetorical than anything. And it's just a frustration. How the hell is it that we get into a discussion about student loan debt forgiveness and it again comes back to racism and how our system just doesn't take care of people who aren't white? Why, why, why is our system like this? I know. Can I, I know. give you my answer? Sure. Duh. <laughs> well, doy. Because <laughs> when systems work, when systems work as built, this is yeah. how we know. I know. It's just, when it's I amazing. run for president, my slogan's going to be, the system is working, and that is the problem. <laughs> That's good. It's, it's just amazing to me that as I've gone through this journey in the last couple of years of opening up my eyes a little bit and understanding things and, and listening to others, that, you know, you, you, you hear, I used to hear people say, why are they playing the race card? And it's like, wait, hold on. Now I look at it and go, wait a minute. It, everything is. Everything is the race card. And it, There's no such way, thing as the race card. It was played first like saying- by white people. <laughs> Saying something is a race card is like tripping and saying, oh, fucking gravity card. <laughs> I, I lost my gravity card. It was holding me down. It was fine. Ugh, we are trying uh, to have a serious discussion and grow no. an audience. Okay. Okay. But like, that's the thing. I mean, I remember hearing that. I, I probably even said it at one point in my limited, ignorant life when I, when I was there. Like, yeah, yeah, the race card. I probably agreed with it or something, if, if nothing else. And now I look at it and go, wait a minute. This really is built by land-stealing, land-owning white men to keep everybody else out. That's what it was, that's what it was made to do. And it's, the ramifications are continuing today. And if you don't see that, I feel like you're either just blissfully, purposefully ignorant or you truly haven't had this discussion with somebody and, and had the light bulb go off. Cause that was me. I was blissfully, not necessarily willfully ignorant. I just didn't understand. Thankfully I've been able to see differently. Right. And I, and I hope people do. I hope the listeners who are listening can, you know, if they have found our podcast, they're probably already leading that way. So that's probably a lost cause. Listeners <laughs> I, who are listening. Listeners who are listening. Humans who are listening. They're probably, they're probably already interested in some way in our discussion. And that's great. We're going to affirm you and say, yes, you're not crazy. I mean, you might be, but we all are. But you're not crazy thinking that maybe student loan debt should be forgiven. Like you're on the right track. I think. For those who, who aren't there and who are listening, take a moment to go read some of the books that we've talked about in past episodes, to listen to other voices. And to realize that the system isn't broken. It was made exactly the way it was supposed to be made by people who, again, like you said earlier, could be good people who are just imperfect or could have been treacherous assholes. We don't really know, but they made it this way on purpose and we have to fix it and dismantle it because it really does come down to things like race and gender identity and gender roles and patriarchy. And we have to make this egalitarian. I would encourage... Thank you. I would encourage people who are 
would encourage people who don't think that student loans should be forgiven to do all of that and also ask themselves why they believe that. Is it because they paid off their student loan and maybe, and there's nothing, listen, jealousy is just a, an emotion we have, but maybe that's a little bit of it is like, I didn't have, I, I'd pay all my student loan debt. Why does somebody else not have to do it now? Is it because like you said, they, they just don't have not had the opportunity to see different sides of this problem, you know? Really ask yeah. yourself why. And and like you're saying, yeah, do the research. See, understand how the system was built and what it is meant to do. And that doesn't mean that the system that our country is needs to be like burned dead to the ground and white men should be imprisoned. I mean, there are some that should, but there are plenty that should <laughs> pretty large but, amount. <laughs> the majority. Listen, but listen, hold on. Hold on. No, what but, do you like, mean? Not this, not all men. <laughs> but the, the fact we're not saying like this country is a terrible country and we should all just leave or whatever. We're saying this is a, there, this country. I think that what I'm saying anyway, I won't speak for you this time. No, put your put words in my mouth, please. So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. We're not saying that this country needs to be like burned to the ground. We love this country. The opportunity here is, is great. There are rights in this country that are, that are great. And we are grateful to the, founders and so on and so forth all that can be true while also simultaneously being true that it's a system built by rich land-owning land-stealing white men to keep it that way and we have to change it we have to grow beyond that and acknowledge those messy times and the problems that come with it and fix it and that's okay you can like here's a really bad metaphor i can really like my car and if it's making bad noises i want to fix it i still like my car we could still fix it How's that for a metaphor? Is that really good? That is certainly a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that so, makes sense completely. So student loan forgiveness mm -hmm. is going to continue to be a discussion. Do mm -hmm. you really think it's going to be an executive order? Well, I think gonna it's going to have to be. And I do think it'll come down to it because otherwise we have to do something or we're going to lose the midterms. Yeah. Is it going to be the 10,000 you think? Or do you think Warren, I mean, I think Warren's plan, I mean, look. It is a, it is an excellent plan. Yep. He's going to yep. sign off on 10,000. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's something. It's like, it's like getting the stimulus checks. Well, it's something. So then where do we go from there then? Once, once this happens and that debt is washed away. Then we do free college. <laughs> I mean, is that like, so, so then we go, okay, this moment in time, we have erased student debt. Before this time, you paid it. Good job. We appreciate you. After this time, you're going to keep paying it. We appreciate you too. But this moment in time, we got it for free. How do we continue that discussion of taking care of our people through things like, I don't know, wealth task, tax or something? Do you think forgiving the student loan debt will forward that conversation a little bit? I hope so. Yeah. I hope that it would forward the conversation and say, look, at we, we, it turns out we didn't need the student loan debt. And if we just charge people a tiny bit more that allows you to allows the like top 0.001% of people to still be multi-billionaires, which is a number so large that I'm you factually like cannot wrap your head around it. And when you are a multi-billionaire, you can't even spend that money. Yeah. You cannot even spend that money. We're just asking for little 
bit. We're asking you to pay your taxes. And then when you pay your taxes, we're going to use that to do things like send somebody to college for free and pay the teachers appropriately, the professors appropriately and pay for the grounds to be kept and pay for the buildings to be nice and pay for, you know, the first copy of Hamlet to be in the library. So some dumb you know, college student can look at it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we're going to pay everybody appropriately for all those things. And all we're asking you to do, Elon, is pay your taxes or give to charity. You know what? That's great. Your taxes. Why don't you pay your taxes? And not just, you know, when you want to sell your cars. stock to undermine the recalls that are coming. Yeah, got him. He's going to be in jail. Um, Ideally, you put a video game in your in your car in a way that encourages a driver to play a video game. You're the worst and your haircut sucks. So and you didn't go to outer space. You went to the upper atmosphere. It barely high sky. High sky. No, he hasn't gone yet. He's just sent everybody else, but he hasn't gone yet. But his Twitter. No, is I don't think so. His Twitter. Oh, he must have. Because I, I his, thought he did. Yeah, he went on the one that looks, they all look like penises, but that's his oh, like yeah. Twitter picture, and it looks phallic. Every time I see it, I'm like, what is it? Oh, oh. Yeah. So this feels like also there's a lot to continue with the conversation as well. Beyond student loan debt forgiveness is the business of university and college has to be retooled. The amount of money these colleges take in and then still charge people and and then mm-hmm. get the benefit and not like it's 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 a pyramid scheme oh i could go on and on about this right so there's yeah. a lot to be had about this and i think that fixing some of those things can happen congruently with letting the citizens letting the humans letting the people around us actually have college education doesn't have it's not it shouldn't be a requirement by the way i feel like and that's becoming a whole other thing in my little world is like hold on not everything's a university degree it's okay to do things like just work just yeah, work. I agree completely. Right. Yeah. Or go to a trade school or do a two year degree and then, you know, join the military if that's what you want to do. Like there's a lot of things that we can do that aren't solely university focused. And we are so focused on that business and it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And also forgive student loan debt. Mm-hmm. Both. Why not both? All right. If you want to have this discussion with us, hit us up on social media, my America pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Dan Moyle on both of those as well. Um, also the Dan Moyle on TikTok, no videos yet, but go ahead and say hi. That's still coming this year. That's Follow coming this year. At some point. Zero content. That's right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's us on social. Kim, you are. I am at, if you're listening to this episode on the day it came out, there are 285 days between now and the midterm elections. Now, if you're listening to it after the day it came out, that's fine. That's fine. Nobody's here to judge you. You have a lot and we all have lives, but that means that there is less, there are less days than that. There's less days for you to register. There's less days for you to make sure that you're, um, if you want to vote absentee, that you can, that you're all set up. Uh, There's less days between this day and the inevitable meltdown that I have. My voice will continue to get higher as this election gets closer. 285 days. If you have questions about the elections, you can reach out and ask me. I am at Kim Moffat on Instagram and Twitter. At Kim Moffat is here on TikTok. It's a really long social handle. I, I know, but Twitter finds me so vital to their platform that they let me. It's weird, but yeah. That's fair. That's fair. More characters in your Twitter handle than I could put in my actual tweets. Correct. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so nobody can go. actually like tweet me 
because they can't even get my handle into the thing. Right. But we make it work. Which is the way you want it. I, yes. In, a, in an ideal world, I get to say anything and nobody gets to say anything back to me. <laughs> she also, that's what she, when she walks into rooms, don't look at her in the eye. Talk to her until she engages with you. It's a thing. It's a thing. I've been in Hollywood for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Storytellersnetwork.com slash my America for past episodes. Uh, if you're listening to us on, you know, the Apple platform, leave us a review. Uh, I don't know if the other ones do yet not or not. Can you upvote on Spotify? We're there. iHeartRadio, all that. We're there. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. My America is a production of the Storytellers Network. This show is written and produced by Kim Moffat and Dan Moyle. Kim takes care of editing and graphics while Dan helps with episode production on the web. Both Dan and Kim run social media. For more information on the show, including past episodes, visit thestorytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. Great job, Dan.